Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news, WABC. Well, there is no common sense in the world. For the first time ever in the history of the United States of America, they have ousted the speaker in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we still don't know what's going to happen. The stock market is down 500 points. And later on, we're going to have Lou, Lou Dobbs on to talk about it. Uh, in the studio with us right now, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, who's a little bit knowledgeable about uh, things going on, and uh, Craig Eaton from uh, Brooklyn, an attorney, and and a very knowledgeable guy, Rita Cosby, my co-host. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on Capitol Hill, but I Let never me tell imagined you, this a has day never like this. ever happened. And, Shameful. Shameful. And uh, we're trying to find out what does it all mean, and we're going to have. Uh, Alan Dershowitz uh, calling in, and uh, and John, by the Lou way, Dobbs in the, on the financial end, uh, and Andy McCarthy too coming up. Andy and, McCarthy, and we'll see who else calls in to tell us what the hell is going on. And John, you know it's amazing. This for our folks who are just listening here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, it was a motion to vacate, in other words, to remove the speaker, as John was just saying, first time in American history. Yays! The yes votes to do it two sixteen. The no's to not do it to 10, uh, a simple majority, uh, and the Democrats basically sided, of course, to go against the speaker. This is an unbelievable moment. And as John was just saying, the first time in American history this has ever, ever happened that the Speaker of the House has been vacated. What Judge Weinberg. Mean, what this means, though, is it now has to be there is no leadership of the House representative, so no House business goes forward. And that's a real problem. It raises a problem of succession to the presidency of the United States if there's a vacancy after the vice president. But most important of all, McCarthy can have his name put in again to run for speaker. And what this clown car of Republicans have done is um, theoretically you could have a Democrat minority electing the next speaker if these people don't rally around McCarthy on the next rounds for the speakership. This is a very, very big deal. Now, people may ask the question, why is it that Hakeem Jeffries, who acted like a statesman with respect to the budget deal over the weekend, it's perfectly clear he got his marching orders from the White House, said, cause chaos. Because everything slows down as the interest of the Democratic Party to have chaos, particularly with respect to three investigative committees looking at the alleged corruption of the Biden family. Yeah, that's a a great point. In other words, what happened is the Democrats... Outmaneuvered? Outmaneuvered uh, the Republicans and everything comes to a stop? Is that what happens? That's exactly everything. And so what happened is this radical right wing fringe has played directly into the hands of the Democratic Party and the left wing of the Democratic Party. How do you say they're they're dumber than dog crap? You can say exactly. (laughs) But you know, you know, Judge, someone needs to stand up and say this is about the American people. We have so much chaos going on right now. 
to add to the chaos is just shameful. It is, and, and it is shameful. Nothing so happens. So the stock market is down 500 points. Yeah, every, That's a lot of chaos. This is enormous chaos. No uh, business happens. No yeah, business interest happens. Interest rates going up. They technically right. do not have a direction for the House until there is a new speaker. That's exactly and we right. have to remember, remember the last vote that took place, guys. 15 uh, rounds. 15 rounds to get Kevin McCarthy. So you saw how divided it was today. It may be a little bit till they decide if it's going to be and, McCarthy again or someone radical, else. Is this this radical fringe really want to stand for the proposition they'd rather have a Democrat as Peter a speaker? King is calling in. Let's take Peter King. Yep, perfect. Uh, Congressman King, your reaction to the stunning news? It, it, it's really shameful. It's indefensible. You had Matt Gates and six other Republicans hijack the Republican Party to join with 209 Democrats to remove the Speaker of the House. I mean, again, he, it's Gates that talks about how bad the Democrats are, how you can't trust them. Well, he has sided with the most liberal Democrats in the country to remove the duly elected Republican Speaker of the House. This has never happened in history before. It shouldn't happen. And Kevin McCarthy, first of all, I think he's doing as good a job as anyone could be under the circumstances. Hey, you, you, were there, uh, Congressman, you were there 28 years. Have you ever seen anything stupid like this? No, this is the stupidest thing ever. It's never happened before in the history of the country. Only once did it ever come to a vote. That was in 1910, and it was defeated. As this has never happened, well, and it's dangerous. If you're going to allow the other party to remove your the person who was elected by your party into leadership, I mean, Matt Gates is sold out to the Democrats, and yet somehow he claims to be a conservative hero. This is absolutely insane. It's it's, it's uh, shameful. I am they glad put, that all they put the, all investigations to a stop. Is, do all investigations come to a stop, uh, the stop. Uh, the Congressman? Stuff. Basically, everything stops, right? All they can do is vote for, they'll be voting every day for another speaker. And I don't know how you're going to get anyone to get 218 votes with all of this because, again, you have to get somebody who is satisfactory to Matt Gates. And so uh, he can't count on Democratic votes this time. He has to get 218 Republican votes. I don't see who is out there who would be able to get the votes under, under the conditions they're putting on them. You know what they could do, Peter? It's Richard Weinberg. You know what they could do? If this, if Jeffries is is being cute, he can cut a a power sharing agreement and divide up the chairmanships of the committees. That's one way. No, he could. He could or could you know, not. That, he can. I mean, that would make the government work. But think what Matt Gates will have done then. That's he exactly will have given right. up. He'll give up half of the power and half of the authority of the Republican Party to the Democrats. And I, if, if there is a power sharing uh, government, and that may be the only answer. You know, they're, they're not going to be able to investigate Joe Biden. They're not going to be able to take the really tough steps they have with the border. Yeah. Everything will be subject to, to Hakeem Jeffries' veto. I mean, uh, this, is, this is insanity. And, and Pete, stay with us, if you could, because we want to bring in, we have now Congressman Anthony D'Esposito also joining us. Yeah, a Congressman. Um, you were there on the Peter floor. King. He was yep. on the floor. What exactly. the heck is going on? Oh, it's uh, it's been quite a day. You know, it's, uh, I think I was, I was texting Congressman King earlier. It's without a doubt a sad day in America. The fact that we allowed uh, a couple of far right maniacs to take over the floor of the House of Representatives. And literally, uh, it it boggles my mind that, uh, you know, Matt Gates is talking about being as conservative as he is and protecting the United States of America. And he literally just cast a vote with AOC, Omar, Khalib and the rest of the uh, of the squad. So explain, do you believe he's doing this because he's already signaled that he may want to run for governor of Florida? Is this all sort of like a 
his personal ambitions. Name, I mean, rec- name recognition. I mean, what is it? Yeah, this is this is all about personal. It's it's all about being an egotistical maniac. It's all about having zero interest in the future of this country. What we should be focused on right now is is talking about the success that we had on Saturday, uh, making sure that our government remained open for the next forty five days, so that we could you know, pay people so that we can continue to put appropriations on the floor uh, and get our government in working order. But instead, uh, we're dealing, again, with this egotistical maniac who uh, is only focused on raising money. I mean, as he's speaking on the floor, talking about uh, ousting the Speaker of the House, uh, he's sending out emails raising money off of it. He's not interested in, in this country. He's not interested in making it better. He's not interested in reigning in spending. He's not interested in securing our border. He's interested in one person, and that's Matt Gates. Yeah. Congressman, this is Craigie. And I have a question because I'm sure our listeners are wondering, who were the other Republicans that voted to oust McCarthy? We'd like we'd like to know who they are. So yeah, we'll re- give us the names give so us the we names. can create yeah. a, a crap list. Yeah. Uh, I believe the the names that uh, that voted alongside um, I know off the top of my head was uh, Eli Crane, I believe uh, Biggs, uh, Bob Good. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I think Sorry. I saw Rosendale, right? Rosendale. Rosendale. It was Biggs, Buck, Burchett, Crane, Gates, Good, uh, Nancy Mace, and Rosendale. Shame on them. Shame on them. Despicable, totally despicable. It, it, it creates chaos in our government and chaos in Washington. And we need we need some sanity right now with everything going on—the interest rates, the the investigations, the hearings. We 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 can't afford to have this happen to us right now. Well, not only that. I mean, I think what Gates has said over the last couple of days is the height of hypocrisy. He is claiming uh, that part of the reason as to why he wanted to vacate the chair is because of the fact that Republicans and Democrats voted on Saturday for the for the CR to, you know, extend the 45 days and make sure our government's up and running. But what he did today was side with the most progressive Democrats in the House of Representatives to literally turn this institution upside down. The guy I, is a I got a text from a, a friend of mine. Uh, I said to him, well, he said, bye bye, Kevin. I said, what a mess. He says, glad he's gone. No more dumb uh, ass money to the you." Ukraine. I mean, come on, give me a break. We have chaos. That's exactly what I mean. I'll be honest. When I when the when the gavel went down a few minutes ago, and and the words uh, were uttered that the 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 speaker of the house and the, the seat is now vacant. You know, it it gives you goosebumps because it's not something that we should be hearing. I mean, the last time this happened was, I believe, in 1910 when Congressman Cannon or Speaker Cannon vacated the chair. You know, I want to. Um... I also want to ask you, uh, Congressman uh, D'Esposito, the big picture question. My first thought when I heard this, too, is if I'm on the Democratic side, I'm going to use this as such ammo, too, for down the road. There is such there are such big not only does business stop in the House, but it also uh, has such lasting implications to say, look how chaotic the GOP side is. You know, they're going to use this. Yeah, absolutely. But I think what's what's important to point out is that the GOP side is not chaotic. It's seven people who caused the chaos today, and they sided with progressive and far-left Democrats to turn this country upside down. The majority of the Republicans in the House of Representatives want to rein in wasteful spending. They want to put checks and balances on Joe Biden's crazy administration. They want to secure the border, and that's exactly what we've done. We've passed legislation on the House floor, some of it in a bipartisan fashion, to, to secure our borders, one of the most comprehensive border bills that we've voted on in, or I've heard that it's been voted on in years. 
Um, so that there has been good work that's been done on the floor of the House of Representatives. And, and Republicans are unified in that that's, those are the issues that matter most. There's a small group of, again, egotistical maniacs who are doing this and putting our, our country into a spiral so that they could raise money and, and get uh, retweets. All right. I think uh, Nicole wants to call in, too. Is she calling in? Nicole Maliotakis? She said she's going to quite call in. Great. We're waiting for uh, Nicole Maliotakis. Yeah. Peter King, your reaction to all this and the big picture of what this means. Also, for folks listening out there, uh, what does it mean in terms of where things go? No business gets conducted. No, this is brought Congress to a halt at a time when we need unity, when we have to take action on the border, when we have to come up with a coherent foreign policy, or we have to stop crime, we have to stop drugs going into the country. This is all stopped for Matt Gaetz's ego. And I can't emphasize enough what Anthony Giesposito said. You have seven Republicans who undid the, the, the will of the other 215 Well, I wonder what the Democrats think about it. If we had Anthony Weiner on, what he would think about it. Well, Anthony Weiner would probably say that uh, he understands what the Democrats did. Uh, Matt Gates gave them a gift. He is now, yeah, in effect, almost brought them and into the government. And that's, and Pete, you're absolutely right. And what we should be focused on, especially as New Yorkers, is the circular firing squad that the Democrats have created with with Mayor Adams and, and uh, Governor Holt will go at one another and them going after President Biden. That's at, as New York Republicans, that's what we should be focused on. Instead, we're now dealing with uh, with coddling Matt Gates, who, who is a legitimate man child and has, has clearly sent this this institution into a downward spiral. But so I, when uh, do they take the next vote? Could be as early as tonight. Yeah, it could be as early as tonight. And and I have to say that I am, I am confident. I think that we're going to go into conference. We're going to, you know, figure out exactly what we have. So what to time is conference? In other words, are you scheduled to go into conference now? Yeah, in about a uh, half hour. All right. So. And, and tell us what are some of the what could, what could happen tonight? Because people listening are going to say, well, uh, what names are going to be thrown out? Can you walk us through? No, listen to Rita Cosby between 10 o'clock and 12 o'clock to find out what the heck is exactly. going on. Absolutely. <laughs> and did you yeah, Republicans will nominate gonna, uh, Kevin again? I, I, you know, I think we're going we're gonna to go into conference. We're going to have uh, a conversation. I'm sure there'll be some choice words for many people. Uh, and I hope that uh, we can come out of there unified and realize that the direction of this country matters on us having a speaker and a, and a qualified leader. And without a doubt, Kevin McCarthy was that person. Thank you, guys. We've got to go into a hard break. Let's go into a hard break. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Thank you both. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Katz and Cosby, a historic moment. Kevin McCarthy ousted as House Speaker. Lots of stuff happening in the Trump and Hunter Biden cases, too. By the way, we're also going to have Nicole Maliotakis, who was just there on the floor. She's going to be coming up. So wall-to-wall, incredible coverage here. By the way, some breaking news. In, In California, a shoplifter 
sets California store clerk on fire. Yeah, with, oh my with God. a lighter that they stole. They oh stole a lighter, God. doused the clerk with lighting fluid, lit and, the person and, on fire who's trying I, I, to I, stop I, the shoplifter. I'm a recidivist shoplifter, by the way. Somebody who should have been in jail, a recidivist shoplifter. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, let's go to uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, who we have here. Of course, his powerful book, Get Trump. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, before we move to all the Trump stuff, there was a temporary gag order, also a partial gag order put in place. I got to get your reaction. Have you been watching at all what's been happening with Speaker McCarthy? Any of your thoughts from a legal perspective of what's going on? This is the first time in American history a Speaker of the House has been removed. Well, there's no legal consequences because the Constitution provides that both houses shall be the judges of uh, who serves and courts just never get involved in that kind of thing. So it'll be up to, you know, Republicans, Democrats, too. I mean, the reason this vote went this way is because some Democrats stayed home um, um, and didn't vote. Uh, And uh, he didn't get there wasn't a majority for getting him out of the speaker. There were 216. You need 218, but you need only 215 when there are fewer people there. So the Democrats participated in this by simply not not voting. But, um, you know, it's an internal thing within the Republican Party. Uh, Both parties have problems with their extremists. The Democrats have their problem. In fact, several of the extremists didn't vote. And the Republicans have their party with uh, with extremists on the right. And the American public generally prefer more centrist leadership, which is why McCarthy was, I think, elected in the first place. Well, we'll wait and see what transpires. Yeah, absolutely. While we have you here, Professor Dershowitz, uh, let's get to, obviously, some of the big Trump news, other big breaking news today. This is on the fraud trial, the civil trial in New York. Uh, the judge has issued sort of a partial gag order because Trump made a comment about the clerk on his Truth Social social media post. And the judge came out and said, I will not allow you to be making any comments about the staff. Many people are wondering, first off, your reaction to that and is this going to open? There's other judges out there who have even talked about broader gag orders in other cases. Is this open Pandora's box against President Trump? I don't think the judge has the power to order um, a defendant not to say something about his staff. Uh, it depends whether it's true or not. If it's not true, there could be a defamation suit. But uh, the staff, the judge, they're not immune from uh being attacked under the First Amendment. Uh, judges claim too much power. You know, this judge did an interview some years ago uh, where he <laughs> talked about how he allows his own personal views to involve himself. And, yeah, there might be a case that is binding, but if the defendant was wearing a red sweater rather than a blue sweater, he's not going to obey the law. This judge is a cowboy, and uh, he does not seem to care very much about not only uh, the appearance of justice, but the reality of justice. So, you know, he's going to be very, very tough on Trump and then there'll be appeals and and we'll see what happens. The results in this case is a foregone conclusion, which is why I think Trump won't testify. His lawyers are probably going to tell him, look, if you testify, it's not going to change the outcome of this case. You've lost this case at trial in front of this judge. But if you testify, they may go after you for perjury. And all you need is a D.A. or a attorney general to say, well, you know what he said under testimony, well, we don't think it's true. And, you know, you can get a grand jury to indict Donald Trump for perjury easily. So he may not take the stand. And with That's this attorney general, you can be sure they're looking for that. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. Alan, you and I had the occasion yesterday to talk about the executive law, which was the one that uh, Judge Ungorn issued the partial summary judgment. I mean, I looked at it again this morning, and honestly, my honest opinion, I think it's a defective unconstitutional statute. There's no specific intent to do a crime. There's no harm or injury to any third party. All it talks about is uh, repeating a couple of times to a couple of people some sort of disinformation. I think it's, uh, I don't know, void for vagueness, unconstitutional, the standards for holding somebody criminally liable. What do you think? Well, it's not criminally liable. It's civilly liable. I'm sorry, civilly liable. criminal type. But it's civil, it's criminal type. When you accuse somebody of fraud, you accuse them of doing something intentionally. Right. And you can't charge somebody with fraud for making a mistake or doing it accidentally. So I do think there are real questions about about that that statute. And I do think that uh, all these issues will be raised on appeal. I mean, this is just a scam. I mean, the, the banks were all paid off, right? They had exactly. no problems. There's no victim here. It's a victimless crime. It's just for headlines. That's all. And there's no complainant here. There's yeah. nobody who has come to the authorities and said, please protect us. And even if there were, you think the Attorney General of New York has an obligation to protect banks who are lending money and making money? You know, should be protecting the rest of us uh, who who are vulnerable to Physical attack. And they have the resources to do their own due diligence, and they did. And they, of course they did, and they would never accept the word of anybody. Uh, they, it would be malpractice for them simply to accept anybody's word without checking, particularly for very large items like Trump Tower or 40 Wall Street. So, of course, they did their due diligence. This is targeted prosecution. This is going after somebody because of who he is and what he's running for. The Attorney General of New York has not made it a practice to go after real estate dealers to look in their books and see whether or not they have overstated their assets. Because if, if she did that, she'd be busy all day doing nothing else but going after real estate dealers who uh, overstated their assets. And this sends a chilling effect to all business people in New York that you could be brought up under this ridiculous executive law. But no one will be brought up. This is just a, a pointed prosecution of Donald Trump. Yeah, but after they blew up the Amazon deal, it's sent a chilling effect now, about doing uh, business in New second. York. One second. We got Lou Dobbs standing by on the phone, and the market is down 500 points, uh, wow. Alan Dershowitz. Wow. How's your 401k plan? Uh, <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm okay. trying to, let's, buy, let's, I'm trying to buy that house. I'm trying to buy Mar-a-Lago for... $27 million, then I'll make some money. <laughs> make it off of 18 first. Uh, yeah. Let's go to Lou Dobbs. Lou, you can stay on, Alan, if you want. Go to Lou Dobbs, see what's going on. Yeah, Lou, uh, great to have you here. What a crazy day. We were just talking about the market tanking. Uh, where did it end up, and, and is this all about the thought of interest rates coming again? Well, we're looking at about a 440-point move in the Dow Jones Industrials. This is, uh, of course, uh, you know, a, a big move, uh, but against the, the backdrop of what's going on, I think it's, you know, it was expected because we're looking at rates that are being, uh, you know, they're stubbornly high. Yields are staying high. And I think John just mentioned it. I mean, we're looking at a situation where rates are going to be high for a while and the market will adjust. Uh, this is the beginning of that adjustment, and it's uh, uncomfortable for uh, for a lot of people, but uh, the shorts are happy as they can be, so the market is operating, right? Well, Mr. Dobbs, uh, with, with with oil going to $90, $95 a barrel, uh, the American people are going to get poorer, and Biden is going to break President Biden. 
is going to break the American people. That's my, if, if he keeps going like this. Well, he's trying, and there's no doubt about it, John. Uh, the, the reality is that we're looking at interest rates of the long, the 30 year mortgage is nearing 8%. That's the highest in two decades. Uh, we're looking at yields that are uncomfortably high for many. And the banks are benefiting immensely from this, and real estate is paying paying the piper. Uh, and by the way, the the piper may, uh, in point of fact, have to sit down and uh, uh, and and try to marshal its resources because the banks are not going to be particularly helpful. Uh, we're to, we're looking at serious threats to the construction industry, real estate. We're looking at serious threats to the working man and woman in this country, which is my chief concern, the middle class in this country and all who aspire to it. Uh, we're, we're looking at families that are having must contend with high inflation uh, and exorbitant prices uh, by any historical standard. Uh, and that is uh, that is a difficult, difficult, difficult situation that's going to only get worse over the course of the next six uh, to 12 months. Lou, this is Craig Eaton. Um, my, my law firm in, in New York does a lot of real estate transactions. And, you know, what we found is even when the interest rates have gone up significantly up to now, it hasn't chilled the real estate market as much. I mean, there's a lot of closings, a lot of purchases and sales going on. But as it continues to rise, if it goes up any any higher, I think it's going to have a drastic and dramatic effect on this market. I couldn't agree with you more. And the reality is that we have uh, still, despite all of the uh, the inflation, uh, the constraints that we're facing uh, right now in this economy, uh, people are still fairly flush. Uh, that changes quickly over six months, particularly for, for working men and women uh, and their families, middle class. Uh, and it gets to be increasingly difficult, as you know. We've all lived through these recessions. Uh, and just because it isn't here yet doesn't mean it isn't coming. Uh, and we know that the market right now is trying to adjust to that six-month uh, projection uh, that is recession. Wow. But you see, most of my clients are looking at, they'll they'll come in at 7%, but they'll refinance six months from now. If they well, that's what the see, hope. That's what the, the hope. hope exactly. that the rates are going to go down. But with the but rates right keep now, going up. If the rates keep going up, it's then gonna, uh, it's going to chill the market it's totally. It's going to chill hope. 100%. Yeah. Once you chill hope. And, and, and think of all the industries. You got the appraisers, the mortgage guys, the the inspectors, the termite inspections, the more you know, the title companies. Think about the real estate brokers. Think about all the industries that live off of the real estate market and the sales and the purchases. It's, yeah. it's going to be devastating. So many layers right. to it yeah. as well. Yeah. You're right. It, it is dev. And already, by the way, there was a huge story in the New York Post talking about that they're seeing the start of the chilling yeah. commercial yeah. and also uh, consumer, obviously yeah. individual real estate. That That is chilling it's on both levels. Storm. we got to go to a hard break. Lou Dobbs, promise me you'll pray for America. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lou. Well, thank you. We'll catch up again. Let's take this break. And when we come back, calling in uh, from Europe, we have uh, Robert Yunanaway, Goya Foods. Today was Hispanic Heritage Day, an important day. But he's a, a big corporate guy, too. So let's see what he has to say. Let's take that break first. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Of course, it is Hispanic Heritage Day here and all day long. Uh, we've had amazing panel discussions and leaders. And, uh, and joining us now is probably the preeminent, uh, business leader in the Hispanic community. One of the greatest Americans that we know, 
um, and obviously a big, big supporter of so many different initiatives. He's the head of Goya Foods. Uh, Bob Unanwe. Bob, you're so, so wonderful and, and to have you. And a movie here. mogul. Yeah, and a movie. That's right. Of course, The Sound of Freedom, which was an enormous hit. You are, is there anything you haven't done, Bob Unanwe? You know, uh, hey, thank you for having us on and, and the recognition. And you guys are the ones that are the, the preeminence. Uh, I can't keep up with you guys. All the awards you're receiving, the New York State uh, Broadcasters Association, eight awards. Uh, you know, John, you've taken this uh, 102-year station to another level. Uh, and, of course, with the incredible Rita Cosby, uh, just a fantastic uh, job you guys are doing. So. But we've we got a problem. We got a problem in Washington just now. In the last couple of hours, yeah, with, with McCarthy, McCarthy uh, is out two sixteen to two to two ten. You know the the the, Dem, the the Republicans can't get their act together. I don't, I don't, I can't figure it out. You know that the other team goes in lockstep, and the Republicans can't. You know they they can't run a hot dog stand. I don't get it. Uh, well, you know they create their own banana peel. You realize that everything comes to a stop. The, you know, no, the, all the investigations, those 10 Republicans that voted, uh, with, uh, to, to, to toss McCarthy out, all the investigations come to a stop. Eight, seven. But, but that's the they, disgrace. They can't get that's away, they can't get away from themselves. You know, um, right now I'm in Spain. I was just in, uh, Peru and heading to Germany. Uh, this is not vacation time. This is, I'm, heading to food uh, conventions around the globe. And everywhere you go around the globe, there's an issue with one crop or another, whether it's tomatoes in California, where the world's largest producers of tomatoes, 15 million tons come in. Uh, rice from India. India is not uh, exporting rice because of the drought and then the, uh, the heavy rains that follow sometimes. Uh, Spain is without rain for for uh, over a month uh, the olive oil uh crop the olive crop is decimated the the olives are very small that's going to affect that but you can look at almost every country every crop produced uh mexico has no black beans <laughs> and you know that's close to our 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 in our wheelhouse but we as you guys were talking about you know, inflation, it's its finally settled down a little bit, but now it's picked up, you know, Biden's decision not to do uh, the whole back drilling, the, the, the food issue around the world. The, the inflation is going to take off again. And it's, it's, you know, it's going crazy. You know, I want to ask you, Bob, Yunanwe, too, uh, the CEO of Goya, how important the Hispanic vote is, too, because... We've seen also the movement, too, and some of it has happened um, with obviously what's happening at the border and all these other issues. But there seems to be a, a shift a bit in the Hispanic vote, uh, leaning more Republican, too, in, in a lot of the polls. Where do you think this is headed? Well, you know, you, you had the incredible Myra Flores on today, and she's I love her. She's been down the, on, in the valley uh, with her. You know, she has what what the left is calling white supremacist values. They're, they're labeling the Latinos with white supremacist values. What are those white supremacist values? It's God, family, work, education, country. 
I think the future of this country, they say the United States, which is the second largest Latino country in the world. We are going to be the biggest group by 2050, they say. I have an update on that. It's going to be next week. If we, if we aren't already the biggest group with, you know, thousands of people coming across the border and 85,000 children missing, uh, had handed over to sponsors. Uh, Javier Becerra says the, the line that, that coming in isn't fast enough. We've got to abuse children more into pornography, sex trafficking, slavery. But the, the, I think the salvation for this country and this election coming up is extremely important, is in the Hispanic vote and the values that they hold dear. God, family, work. There's 67 the million Hispanics in the United States. And there's 67 million Hispanics in the United States. That was last week. It's now 80. <laughs> no, they opened those borders again? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did you see the trade? September broke the record. Yes, yeah. exactly. September broke the record. And and but, did you, you see know, it's the it, biggest in a year, too? The whole thing is it's like 2.4 uh, million. Um, you know, Bob, I want to, before you go, too, I want to make sure we, we also give a, shoot, a huge shout out to you. What you have done through Goya Cares, and John and I love you. Everybody loves you here at WABC so much. What you have done to shine a light on helping those people in need and, and giving them faith and giving them hope and all the things you've done through your incredible missions. You are such a great American. Well, I have to give a shout out to you for the, the messaging, but also to Tara Lee Rodas. Who's Tara Lee Rodas? On uh, April 26th, she spoke between in front of Congress to say that the U.S., basically the U.S. is complicit, the middleman in bringing all these children across the border, 85,000 children lost handed over to sponsors, the money involved in trafficking, hundreds of billions of dollars, trafficking and drugs is the, ba- is the worst uh, crisis uh, and it's going to destroy this country. You know, the money, uh, the money is too big. And the only way to, to counteract that is the message. We have to get people the message that you've got to love your neighbor as yourself, take care of each other protect the children, and protect each other. Robert, United Way, thank you. And how many tickets have you sold already for uh, the uh, movie? Sound of Freedom, wow. It's, it's, a, it's a close to $25 million. It's number one in 17 different countries. It's going around the globe. I think it hits uh, $300 million or more. Wow. What's the next movie you do? No, you know, this one, I'm not... Uh, I, I backed into this one with my friend Eduardo Berastegui, uh, it was held by Disney. Angel Studios brought it into the light. And it's about the messaging. It's not about making movies. It's about getting the message out that we have to protect our children. And, you know, we got to love each other. That, that, that nine-year-old girl that was missing in the, uh, in New York State last week, uh, they found her and she's safe. And and thank you for everything. Robert Yunanaway, Goya Foods, thank you for everything you do. and. Those, those Goya beans are the best I've ever had. <laughs> they are. <laughs> we love you, Bob. We love can't wait guys. to see Thank you back you. in New York. Congratulations. Love you guys. Congratulations. That, Breaking news. Now, WABC. Now, let's find out how the other side feels like the Democrats. And with us uh, right now calling in is Anthony Weiner. Anthony, what are the Demo- Democrats celebrating? What the heck is going on? 
I don't know. Uh, to be to be honest, look, Kevin McCarthy didn't do himself any favors this weekend when he did the right thing to to prevent a government shutdown, but then immediately went on the air and kind of blamed Democrats. Look, this is divided government. Democrats and Republicans are going to have to work together at some point. The fact that Kevin McCarthy got punished today because he had the audacity to put just in a budget extender on the floor, he's going to have to use some Democratic votes. So, I, I mean, look, you would think politically chaos would be good for Democrats, and it probably is, but I, I can't help being a little bit sad for the country. This doesn't happen every day because usually the two parties divide up, they choose their leaders, and then they do ideological battle. McCarthy seems to have been the victim of a personal vendetta here more than anything else. So where does it go, Anthony Weiner? Um, and I agree with you. It is it is certainly chaotic. It's the first time in history it's happened. Um, but where does it go from here? Where do you where do you what do you see the next? You know, uh, there could be a vote tonight. Well, I hate to say this, but Gates basically controls who's going to be the next speaker. The Republicans have now basically he controls these ten or so votes. If I were a gambling man, I would say I would say it'll be Steve Scalise, the next in line. Um, since so much of this was personal about Kevin McCarthy, and I don't really know what he could have done all that differently. I mean, as I said, you know, when you have a Democratic presidency and a Democratic Senate, you are going to have to, as the Republicans realize, you have some compromise. I don't think, but uh, you know, but they're going to, they're going to. I would guess that Steve Scalise. He got a very, he gave a nice report today that he's doing a lot better thanks to chemo, chemotherapy. We're all praying for him. I think if I had a gamble, I would say he's the one. He's the next one up. Anthony, this is Craig Eaton. I agree with you 100%. And I think I heard earlier um, where Matt Getz said that he would he would support Scalise. Yeah, so, he, was, he was kind of so, throwing his yeah, name so, out there. Yeah, he threw his name out there. But you know what? You, you made a good point before. You said Democrats and Republicans in Washington need to work together. We've been talking about that for years now. How do we get to that point? You, you were there for years. How do we get to a point where we can start working together again and solving the crises in this country? Well, you know, the problem is, I hate to say this, but there is a group of guys, and we saw it today, who don't really want anything. They just want to stop other people from doing things. I saw a, a few Republicans stand up on the floor and say, well, we couldn't get all the, the bills that we wanted and all the policies you want. Yes, yeah, some you're going to have to compromise on. I mean, I think what has to happen is, is that whoever is next in line as Republicans have to say, listen, if we legitimately think we're going in the wrong direction and we need to change, let's do it. But we can't do it just at the whim of one guy who's doing it as an effort to, to raise funds for himself and make himself famous. Anthony Weiner, thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank and, you on the breaking news. Right now we've got Nicole Mayotakis calling in. Let's, get to, let's go to Nicole and see what she has to say. Yeah, Nicole, thank you. You just heard from Anthony Weiner. He said obviously bad for the country, uh, but he seems happy as a Democrat. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, look, first of all, uh, it was interesting that all the Democrats from New York City decided to side with uh, what they have called a right wing extremist, someone who is extreme uh, and certainly doesn't reflect the majority of the Republican uh, conference. Now, think about this. And, John, you own a business, right? So would you allow your board if 97 percent of the board wanted you to be the CEO and only three percent wanted to oust you, would they have the power to do so? That is what happened here. This three, this small percent just decided to side with the socialist squad and the Democrats to undermine our speaker, to undermine the entire Republican conference. They need to understand that we are only one third of the 
federal government, right? The Senate is controlled by Democrats. The White House is controlled by Democrats. They can't expect us to get every single thing. We've done a damn good job getting some really good wins for the American people. The debt deal, by the way, was a $2 trillion savings to the American people. We were able to get make sure that we return good governance to the House. We get three days to read the bills. We get to make sure that uh, they're, 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 they're not inflationary. We stopped all the omnibus crazy spending packages of Nancy Pelosi. Um, we are moving forward and passing energy independence bills, border security bills. Now we were going to use our leverage in this upcoming process over the next 43 days to push the Senate to take action. They've just undermined and taken away our leverage. And I get concerned about what the future is now for securing the border uh, in particular, because that is affecting New York City. But this was our opportunity over the next 43 days to use our leverage if we stuck together with the Republicans in the Senate to push Senator Schumer to finally do something. And Matt Gaetz just worked with the Democrats to undermine us. Let me ask you, uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. So what happens again? Walk us through. You were there on the floor when all this happened. Uh, were they surprised, not surprised? And also what happens tonight? Because because there could be a vote tonight. Yeah, look, it was, it's very sad. I mean, it was very sad to see Speaker McCarthy, who worked so hard to get us in the majority and has been leading us and doing a good job uh, in pushing back against the Democrat agenda, uh, be just removed for no reason. And I mean, if they, if, if they think that because we prevented a shutdown, that's justification for removing the speaker. I'll have news for the people, by the way, who may think that's the case. We passed a very conservative bill last week or we tried to pass it, rather, uh, it would have cut excessive wasteful spending. It would have done an across-the-board cut of non-defense, discretionary funding. It would have secured the border. And we wanted to send that to the Senate to prevent the shutdown. And Matt Gates and his group voted against it. Yeah, they said it didn't didn't go far enough, in his opinion. So what happens tonight? So what happens tonight is we're going to be going, uh, the Republicans will be meeting. We will decide what the next steps are. I think there's still an opportunity for uh, Speaker McCarthy to make a comeback. We'll see. Like, I think the next, obviously, 24 hours will be very telling. But I think there still is an opportunity for us to ice out these people who have no interest in governing. Okay, this vote was about, this differentiated the people who are here to govern with the people who are here to play charades. That's what this vote was. Uh, and and now we will go back and figure it out. And I think that there is a chance that Speaker McCarthy can still come out on top. But I heard Craig talk about bipartisanship. And I think, you know, he's right. I think we have these extremes on both sides. you got Jamal Bowman who pulled the fire alarm to prevent uh, proceedings from taking place the other day when we were trying to stop a shutdown. And now you have this guy who's ousting the Speaker, working with the Democrats to do that. The extremes, by the way, uh, AOC and Ilan Omar, those are who he plotted with to make this happen. Um, so maybe there is an opportunity for us to ice out the extremes and come together, the, the centrist left and the centrist right, to to govern, just like we did to prevent the default, just like we did to prevent the shutdown. Yep. Maybe that's the future for us here in Washington. Well, and obviously, most importantly, uh, to do the business of the American people, because everybody's shaking their heads. <laughs> it is crazy. Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, we love you. We appreciate you joining us on this big breaking news day. Thanks so much. Great to be with you guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll get another legal opinion from Andrew McCarthy. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. 
And we continue now with our breaking news. Of course, as things are going, uh, we know that there has been a removal of the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy with seven Republicans calling for his ouster. What's going to happen legally? What are the next processes? Joining us now is the former assistant U.S. attorney in New York, Andy McCarthy. Andy, your reaction uh, to the stunning news? Well, I just think it's uh, with everything else that's going on in the country that we have to deal with. Um, it's a I, I just think it's a major distraction. I'm kind of sympathetic to some of the impulses behind this, because I, I really do think that the country absolutely has to get back on. I don't think we're ever going to uh, fix what's wrong if we're you know, just continuously doing continuing resolutions and not getting back to regular order, because I think the uh, the threat, I don't want to be a hysterion, but I think, you know, the, the, the debt is an existential threat to life as we know it in the United States. And if we don't get a handle on it at a time that we can still mm-hmm. fix it in a, in a reasonable way, if we wait till it explodes to to fix it, that's a whole host of other problems. So I'm, I'm sympathetic to the idea that, um, yeah, spending's out of control, you know, I mean, that's got to be dealt with, but it's not going to be dealt with between now and election day. You you know, we got a four, we got a four person margin in the house. And, you know, if, if McCarthy made some promises he couldn't deliver on, I think that's unfortunate, but you still have to think about, you know, what's, what's the appropriate remedy to do something about that under circumstances where we have many more immediate serious problems in the country that not let, let, not having a speaker makes it impossible to deal with that and it all it's doing is demonstrating to the country that republicans can't function which is not going to be helpful in 2024 we have 4 minutes left it's a serious problem in washington but in new york tell us about trump now the, the judge wants to give him a gag order. What does that mean? Well, I, this is, John, I think it, there's always been the problem with these prosecutions of, uh, you know, his right to run for president uh, and to engage in political speech in connection with a campaign under circumstances where all of his opponents, whether Republican or Democrat, can speak uninhibited about his problems has always been something that was going to going to be in terrible tension with the normal needs of a criminal proceeding where, you know, the judges have to keep under control the things that the litigants can say about um, the case, which can taint the jury pool and have a, a lot of other problems. Now, Andy, we I had we had on Dershowitz fact. earlier and Dershowitz said that the judge isn't that that this is so such an overreach, he felt by the judge to put a gag order on Trump because he said, you know, look, he has a right to say whatever he wants to say. Um, and he felt that this wasn't really, this is a reach. What, 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 what do you, do you think? Andy, you know, think you know what the comment was? He called the judge's law secretary his girlfriend. That was Trump's. Now it's a stupid comment by Trump and he shouldn't have said it, but that's what they put issuing the gag order on. Yeah, but you're allowed to, say, you're, you're allowed to say stupid stuff, right? As long right. as you stay on the right side of, of inciting violence, um, which he obviously has. And I made the same, I agree with Alan to the extent that I made the same argument in connection with uh, what what Smith is trying to do in the federal case in front of Judge Chutkin, where they're also trying to gag him in a way that I think is constitutionally 
problematic. So, but I, all I'm saying is I wrote when these indictments first started that you, indictments of someone who's involved in the electoral process have to be reserved for really serious crimes that are supported by compelling evidence, because otherwise you are going to have this tension between the administration of justice and criminal proceedings and free speech in connection with campaigns. And that can't be fixed. It's an intractable problem. And Andy, the other thing that concerned me, why did this civil fraud case, and your article was very telling about the executive law here, which I think is effective, I think it may be unconstitutional, and Alan agrees with, with that. Your article is spot on. There's no specific intent and there's no injury. So what is this all about? And this is a chilling effect on business people who puff up. What do you say about that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, the Democrats uh, ought to be careful about this world that they want to live in, and particularly progressive Democrats. You know, they want a lot of public programs and a lot of things that you need um, thriving business in order to support the kind of uh, uh, welfare state that they want. I don't know who the hell wants to do business in New York if this is what it's going to be. What they're demonstrating is if they can do this to Trump, they can do it to anybody. And I know, you know, I'm not supporting embellishing and, embar- and and exaggerating what your assets may be. If you make if you make representations, they ought to be honest representations. But there's not a business in, I want to say the world, but at least in New York, where if they turn the prosecutorial powers on you like they have on this guy, that they couldn't find something wrong in your book to put you out of business. Andy, thank you very, thank very you, much. Hey, and, um, and John, also, before we go, I want to give a shout out to Craig Eaton, who's with us, and your son, your beautiful charity. Will you tell everybody real quick? MHE Research Foundation. I want to thank Rita for coming and John and Margo for your support each and every year of our foundation. And how can people find out about it? Um, MHERF.org. Fantastic. Honoring your incredible heroic yes. son who I had the From pleasure patient to, to doctor. The Daily, Mail, to doctor. Is, the Daily Mail is reporting some breaking news that Kevin McCarthy's ally, Patrick McHenry, is named temporary speaker. Yeah, he's speaker pro tempore. That's what, that's correct. They had a, like they a had, holding position. It's a holding position. Yes. But he doesn't have the full powers of the speaker. Yeah, it's he just some a powers temporary placeholder. Temporary placeholder. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. But, but not, the, not the person in the running, they believe. Now, instead of saying truth, justice, and the American way, tonight we're going to say pray, pray, pray for our country. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. God bless America. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.